You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, May 13th. Lake of the Ozarks may be done with winter weather, but severe forecasts are still in the cards. Today's expected to see temperatures in the mid-80s to low 90s, with a chance of severe storms later in the day. Forecasters say the lake area is only at a slight risk of seeing severe storms, but if they move into the area, we could see quarter-sized hail, damaging wind gusts of more than 60 miles per hour, and the risk of localized flooding. In a welcome update for many Lake of the Ozarks residents, construction on the Lake Ozark Aldi has finally begun. The news of construction was announced on the City of Lake Ozark's Facebook page, and with cold weather and spring rains behind us, construction is expected to continue at a quick pace. The exact open date for the new store is unknown, but representatives for Aldi say they expect the Lake Ozark store to open this year. Authorities are advising citizens to avoid an active landslide on Wilbus Drive in Sunrise Beach. The landslide was reported by a resident in the area who was concerned about cracking they observed on an asphalt road. It was determined the cracking was caused by an active landslide in an area that sets above two duplexes. Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District is monitoring the slide. Although the road is still open to the public, it's recommended that people stay out of the area if possible. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, May 16th. Recreational marijuana could be on the Missouri ballot if a citizen's initiative petition is successful. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. And for the hundreds of thousands of Missourians charged with nonviolent marijuana offenses, it would automatically expunge their criminal records. More information on the proposed amendment at lakeexpo.com. Local deputies and police were on the scene at Hawk's Nest Lodge for a drug bust that has led to the recovery of a large amount of stolen property. It started with a traffic stop in Osage Beach that led police to dogs finding drugs in a vehicle. Camden County deputies were led to the lodge where the suspect was staying. Inside the motel room, deputies discovered additional controlled substances, drug-related items, and what appeared to be a large number of stolen goods. Deputies are still coordinating to determine where the stolen goods came from. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. 
LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Kurt Busch picking up the win at Kansas yesterday. Nosing past leader Kyle Larson. He gets the win by about one and a half seconds. Kurt Busch's first win at Kansas. First win of the season and 34th win of his career. NASCAR season moving along. They travel to Texas next week. Softball, the Mizzou Lady Tigers 36-20. and 20. They lose in the championship game to Arkansas, SEC championship. They beat Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee to get to the title game. Lady Tigers will move into the NCAA tournament now and play Missouri State in the first round on Friday afternoon. So Missouri State, the Lady Bears, 27-18. and 18. They beat Illinois State and UNI in the uh, uh, semifinal and championship of the Valley Conference Tournament. So that ought to be a great game on Friday. Illinois and Arizona are the other two teams in that regional in the softball uh, NCAA tournament. It's uh, moving into the final week of the regular season for Mizzou and MSU men in the baseball season. The Tigers are 26-22. and 22. They lost 2 of 3 to Florida over the weekend. They will be at Kansas tomorrow, the MSU Bears. 24-24 and 24 on the season. They won 2 of 3 over the weekend against Illinois State. They will finish off the regular season with a three-game series at Bradley this coming weekend. Cardinals are 19 and 15. They beat the Giants 15 to 6 yesterday to take two out of three in that series. Royals are 12 and 20 after winning two of three at Colorado. They won yesterday 8 to 7. As for the St. Louis Blues, they're gearing up for game one of their second-round playoff series against Colorado. The Blues winning their first-round series against the Minnesota Wild. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. And if you're not checking out Lake TV on Facebook, be sure to do that. Lake TV with about 40,000 Facebook followers. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key 
for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. 812, and we are so, so ready to take on this brand new week. I got to tell you, man, this is just phenomenal to start out a Monday in mid-May at 53, make it 54 degrees now. And looking for a high today of around 80. So there was a bit of a benefit from that rain moving through yesterday. And boy, it did. It just moved through and moved uh, things out of its way. I had uh, a shoot yesterday on uh, Lake TV, and I got to tell you, folks, that uh, <laughs> getting there was half the fun. It certainly was. We went out to the Blue Cat Tavern yesterday. I'll tell you more a little bit uh, later on in the hour about that because we've got a gentleman waiting here to talk to us about uh, a lot of great things going on in the city of Camdenton, and uh, that would be none other than Mr. Jeff Hooker. He is a city administrator for the city of Camdenton. He joins us this morning right here on Key Radio. Jeff, how in the world have you been, man? It's uh, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. Good morning out there. There we are. There we, we got you all plugged in and everything. Yeah, it is a heck of a, uh, what do they say? This is a chamber of commerce type weather where, uh, you know, you got some sunshine, you've got some comfortable temperatures, you're not really looking for a whole lot of Heat and humidity today. You're just looking for another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks, man. So uh, let's get right to it. What's shaking in Camdenton these days? Well, there, there's a lot shaking. You know, KB, our, our revenues are still staying extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting this year, we're probably about eight or nine months into our fiscal year, and we're sitting about 
six, seven percent higher than last year, and last year was you know fifteen uh, percent higher than the year before. That was nine percent. So what I try to tell people is we're running about twenty eight percent above where we were in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen, which is you know just really phenomenal. We're seeing some growth here. Um, so revenues are staying strong, and we're hoping that we're able to stay strong on those revenues. Um, you know, and just keep continuing those uh, as we move forward year to year. So, uh, you know, as far as uh, you can tell, uh, around Camdenton, there's a lot of businesses. Um, you know, Quick Car opened up, I think it was March 9th. And, uh, KB, there's five Quick Cars across the state of Missouri. And after two weeks, uh, they had more memberships at the one in Camdenton than any other store. Uh, and several of them have been open for, for many, many years. So, uh I think they were sitting at 26, 2,700 memberships within the first two weeks, and uh, they were very, very excited about about the uh, uh, the response that the city of Camdenton, the area of Camdenton, you know, had to them coming in. Right. Well, I got to tell you, it's hard to miss that uh, that place. It's huge, and then of course they've got the vacuums over there that you could use for free, and they don't mind if you come by and vacuum out your vehicle, but they sure like to do some other stuff and change your oil and take care of some uh, some things for you so that uh, that vehicle is uh, is ready to go for all of your uh, summer travel now there in itself kind of uh, is a bit of an eye-opener when we talk about seven uh, or we talk about the summer travel uh, because of the sheer fact that we've got gas prices that are getting ready to go through the roof uh, 399 has been uh, the the mark so far but I'm hearing four dollars and nine cents in Eldon four dollars and 19 cents at the uh, gas station down uh, 42 around the Kaiser area. So uh, how do we prepare for that, uh, or do you think that's going to be uh, a stumbling block for us this year as far as uh, getting folks down to the lake to have some fun? You know, I don't know how, I don't know how it's really going to uh, you know, affect uh, the travelers coming in town. Um, I know that budget-wise, we, we've had to look at some things <clears throat> excuse me, here in the city because, you know, especially the gas prices with the, with the police officers, you want them patrolling the neighborhoods, you want them moving around as much, you want them, you know, doing their job, community policing out in the community, our public works people um, out doing the job, cutting limbs, cutting grass. And we have, I mean, almost every one of my departments is, is over budget as it relates to, to fuel and maintenance. Right. Um, so, you know, we're starting to see that. Our, our revenues being up is not hurting us. Um, our airport, I was wondering how it was going to affect that. Right now, the airport, uh, the jets coming in and out, uh, the planes coming in and out are, are still remaining very, very strong. Good. Um, so we're, we're hoping um, that maybe some of these prices will level off, but I, th- I think it's going to have some type of impact. I mean, you just, uh, when you were paying, uh, to, you know, three twenty-five dollars um, or $3 a gallon to, to fill up your boat, uh, and spend the day on the beautiful lake of, o- of the Ozarks, and then now you're going to be paying probably close to $5 a gallon on the lake, that, that does slow some people down. Yeah. It's it's just a fact of life. I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another. And it's all in how we deal with it and prepare for it. But I, I don't think it's going to kill uh, the season here at the Lake of the Ozarks by any stretch of the imagination. Always interested to get uh, some input from people like you who are in the know and, as they say, kind of have their finger on the pulse of what's happening at the Lake of the Ozarks. New business. Any new business we're looking at? I know uh, there's some uh, some plans, some talks, some things that are uh, getting kicked around, but I think you would probably know the answer to, to that question better than anyone, Jeff. 
Well, I can tell you, KB, um, you know, Culver's, Mike Ford of, of Culver's, who has the Culver's in Osage, has closed on the property right behind Quick Car. Uh, he closed last Thursday, I believe, uh, a week ago last Thursday on the 5th, mm-hmm. and we're anticipating him in into City Hall sometime this week with building plans so that he can get started on a, on a, on a beautiful Culver's restaurant sitting right there. Um, I also spoke to the owner of Scooter's Coffee, um, he's under contract to purchase the property that's right next to Verizon's, right across Jack Crow Road from Quick Car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a couple uh, businesses that it's real exciting. I'm hearing talk of Napa Auto Parts up the hill on Jack Crow Road. Nothing confirmed on that yet. Um, as you know, the VA is very close to turning over uh, the building to the Veterans Administration. Um, once that's all done, they're expected to start seeing patients a full, a full scale, a full, full amount of patients daily starting, I believe it's June 27th. Right. Um, in addition to that, um, I don't know if you guys know, well, a lot of people know that the new brewery, Shortly Brewing Company, opened up a couple weeks ago on a Saturday, uh, and they had a fantastic welcome to the city of Camdenton, the, the owners of that uh, Jonathan and his brothers were just extremely excited at the at the response they got. There was really no place to park, and the place was just uh, completely packed. So uh, they were very, very excited, um, you know, about um, about coming to Camdenton as well. So there's just a lot of a lot of neat, exciting things um, that that's happening in the city of Camdenton, and that's that that's exciting. I. I do want to say also, and just kind of a, as a as a, we've been waiting for probably eight or ten months about North and South Business Five, and, and and I know I hear it every day from from our citizens out there that how bad that road is. That road will be completely redone starting June sixth, and actually uh, uh, the the group that's doing a capital paving will be working seven p.m. to seven a.m starting June 6th, and they're going to be uh, doing a complete mill, two and a half inches of mill um, to that road because it's been overlaid so many times, and then there's several areas that it's been overlaid so many times that it's almost like you're dropping off a curb, pulling into the business. They're going to do additional milling to where we have a, a very nice, brand-new, smooth road running from on, on Business 5 from the city limits to the city limit in Camdenton. Uh, there's going to be a little pain with that, KB, because there is going to be some closures. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be some road closures. We're going to try to um, you know, notify all the residents. We're going to put it on our Facebook, across the Internet. Uh, going to try to stay away from any concert dates there at the amphitheater, which is, you know, they're, they're off and rolling to a really good start um, to not affect the traffic on that as well, too. So, uh um, you know, that's just going to be an exciting thing, and, and that road's needed to be redone for a long time, and we're able to do that because of a half-a-million-dollar uh, CDBG grant uh, from the state of Missouri. So um, we're excited to get that going as well. Let's talk uh, uh, back up. Where is the, the location of the uh, the new brewery that you mentioned? Right. It's on South Business 5 in the old Dogwood Animal Shelter directly across from the school. Okay, very good. Very good. That's um, uh that's uh, what I needed to know. And I had talked to those, uh, I, I talked to one of the brothers uh, before they, about the time they were thinking about moving in there, and that's very exciting. That's uh, another reason why you can come and uh, enjoy what's uh, what's going on there in uh, Camdenton, Missouri. 821, our guest is Jeff Hooker. He is the city administrator uh, for the city of Camdenton. 
and I actually saw Jeff out uh, not too terribly long ago working alongside some of the public works guys. <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, absolutely. I mean, that's well, that's just. I mean, KB, that's just. It's one of my philosophies. Is is um, that I've had it, you know, in previous career and in current careers. I, I never like to, to, to ask people to do something that I wouldn't do myself, mm-hmm. but I, I try to, especially on Fridays and, you know, COVID kind of put a stop to that a little bit, but I like to get down to the city shed and I like to get out to the sewer department and Good out to the you, parks man. department and actually talk to those people and see and, and see and hear what they have to say and what suggestions they have, because some of your best suggestions on how to make things operate better and do things better come from your frontline staff. And, and I appreciate everything that those guys do and, yeah. we, and we've worked so hard to try to get the wages up we're still working to try to get the wages up higher and and they're sticking with us uh, i like to get out there with the police officers that you know they a lot of times do a thankless job um and um, um i just appreciate you know all the people that work for the city and and what a better way than just to get out and visit with them and talk with them and uh, we've started doing a couple of uh, citywide uh, do barbecue in the fall. We do a fish fry in the early summer and try to get everybody together with their families and just, uh, uh, try to, you know, try to be you know, one group, one family. Yeah, that's very, very true. And that's a, that's a great way to look at it. You know, if you get in there in the trenches with the uh, folks that are doing the job, they can appreciate, uh, the fact that you come out to see them and help them. And, uh, in some cases even work alongside them. So, uh, you, you, you know what they're dealing with, you know, what the experience is all about and you can, uh, uh, you know, help those folks out and, and, and try to do as best as humanly possible to make their jobs, uh, you know, something that uh, obviously they're proud of, but at the same time, you know, that they can make a, a living doing what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, as far as public works goes in the city of Camdenton. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Parks and Rec because I think uh, the pool is uh, just a couple of weeks from opening up out there. Yeah, we're we're excited about that, KB. The the uh, the whole Parks and Rec Department, they have, they, have, they have worked extensively, and this is their busy time of year. Um, the ball, the ball, ball games have started with the Youth Recreation League, and I, I believe we've got over 300 kids again. Uh, our bar, ball fields are you know, you know, extremely busy during the week and even sometimes on the weekend as well. We're going to try to do some expansion on that and maybe do a fall league and try to get the kids that aren't involved in other sports back to playing some baseball again in the fall. But then uh, our pool, we've done some renovations out there. We've, uh, we've fixed some things. Everything's up and running. The pool's filled. Um, hopefully this warmer weather gets the water a little bit warmer, but we're excited to uh, have that opening on Memorial Day. And we're getting a lot of it, – it's just a – it's a good – place for a family to come and have some 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 good family time activity our, our whole parks and recreation as well you know down in the park or at the ball fields but to be able to come to the pool have a good time uh, create memories with your family and it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg uh, and that's that's what we've tried to do our pool never kb our uh, pools are not money makers no. um, we we lose money every year on the pool but we think that it's a service for the citizens and and we want to keep our rates we want to keep our rates low um so that those families can come and and enjoy a day and have a good time and play in the water and play on some of the things that we have there and just create some good family memories yeah and and uh, i guess this is uh, this is kind of breaking news if uh, you didn't see it our media partners lakeexpo.com they have a uh, 
a story here that came out on Friday about this uh, yes, huge development planned on 2,000 acres behind the Camdenton Walmart, and the buyers have kind of revealed their plans, but it's uh, it's still in the works. What can you tell us about this? Well, I can, I'm, I'm under an NDA, but I can tell you yeah, I, um, I've been working, the city staff and myself have been working with Blake and Brandy um, and their whole team mm-hmm. um, for about the past eight months. Um, we've been working extensively on uh, his development. Um, it's, it, it has the possibilities, KB, to, to be a game changer for the Lake of the Ozarks, to be uh, something really, really big for Lake of the Ozarks, mm-hmm. and, and we're just happy that that um, I believe 2,037 acres out of the 2,200 um, is, is going to be annexed into the city of Camdenton tomorrow night, uh, at least the pre-annexation agreement uh, will be passed tomorrow night with the Board of Aldermen. We've, they've presented to the Board of Aldermen, um, the, the city and, and, and Blake and Brandy and their team, we've negotiated uh, real extensively the past two months, but we've, we've been involved with them for eight months, and it's just uh, really exciting. I know that Phase 1 is going to have some, some affordable housing. What's really excited about his whole project is there's no million-dollar lakefront homes. Um, the lake has plenty of those. This is for, um, you know, good quality housing, uh, good houses, different kinds of variety of houses, um, apartments, um, uh, a large hotel and possibly conference center, um, just a lot of really neat things. And that's phase one only. Um, and we're hoping that phase one gets started. Uh, it's an exciting, exciting thing for the city of Camdenton. Uh, and for the whole Lake of the Ozarks area, because this 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 has the possibilities of, uh, of 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 really being a game changer for the lake. Man, that sounds exciting, and and that's really huge, and and that means a lot of uh, great things for the future, as far as the uh, city of Camdenton is concerned, and 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 Camden County as well. Because if you get some folks back in there with uh, whatever they decide to uh, build and develop, and we know that, uh, of course, uh, affordable housing is on the minds of everyone here at the Lake of the Ozarks, having the ability for folks who work in this area to be able to live in this area. And that is, uh, again, as you mentioned, Jeff, uh, quite the game changer. Anything else before yeah, it's, we let, it's, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No. no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, KB, that I I had the exact same opinion of you. I've talked to groups out of St. Louis and Kansas City, and their idea of affordable housing is a studio apartment for nine hundred or a thousand dollars a month, and you you can't you can't deliver deliver pizzas for Domino's or work in the service industry industry, um, and and pay a thousand dollars a month rent, yeah. and and so I think it's just real important. I'm not sure you know where the apartments and some of the housing are going to come in price wise, but it's just really important. Um, and that'll help also keep some of our, our, our youngsters in this area, mm-hmm. good jobs and good housing and, and keep some of these, you know, Camdenton high school graduates right here at home, um, where they can work and have a good career. So, yes, uh, um, but no other, other than that KB, I mean, things are, we've been extremely busy with this, with this pre-annexation agreement. Um, and then, then throw all the other things on top of that. We're, uh, uh, we're extremely busy here, but we're very thankful and very happy and, and just appreciate everybody around. 
Well, listen, I always appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, and I know there are more things coming in uh, 2022 that you and I can talk about, and uh, you can uh, consider yourself on the agenda for uh, some phone calls down the road, and we'll uh, we'll talk some more about all the great things going on in Camden, Missouri. And, Jeff, appreciate uh, the job you're doing, sir, and uh, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Absolutely, KB. Have a wonderful day. You do the same. That is City Administrator Jeff Hooker, and he is the City Administrator of the City of Canberton, where uh, lots has happened, lots is going on. And, of course, we want to reach out and talk to as many of these folks as humanly possible and to get kind of an idea. This is community radio. Get kind of an idea of where things are headed and uh, what we can look forward to. We can look forward to some information. As a matter of fact, we've got uh, our good friends from LakeExpo.com, Stacy Johnson and company, providing us with some local news. Chris Schneider with Lake TV is uh, going to cover the wild, wacky world of sports. And uh, 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 I will say, just to not ruin his thunder here, but it was so great to see Kurt Busch win yesterday. So great to see Kurt Busch win at uh, Kansas Speedway, Kurt is has always been one of my favorites, even in his younger days when he was a little bit more like his younger brother, Kyle. 831, let's take care of business. We'll come back here. You and I will spend a little time together, take you up to the top of the hour. We have Mid-County Fire Chief Scott Franzen on the program, also co-chair of the Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council, Doug Beck will join us in the 9 o'clock hour as well. And your phone calls are always welcome at 573-633-9595. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, May 16th. Recreational marijuana could be on the Missouri ballot if a citizen's initiative petition is successful. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. And for the hundreds of thousands of Missourians charged with nonviolent marijuana offenses, it would automatically expunge their criminal records. More information on the proposed amendment at lakeexpo.com. Local deputies and police were on the scene at Hawk's Nest Lodge for a drug bust that has led to the recovery of a large amount of stolen property. It started with a traffic stop in Osage Beach that led police to dogs finding drugs in a vehicle. Camden County deputies were led to the lodge where the suspect was staying. Inside the motel room, deputies discovered additional controlled substances, drug-related items, and what appeared to be a large number of stolen goods. Deputies are still coordinating to determine where the stolen goods came from. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories, from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that, yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's 
what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Kurt Busch picking up the win at Kansas yesterday. Nosing past leader Kyle Larson. He gets the win by about one and a half seconds. Kurt Busch's first win at Kansas. First win of the season and 34th win of his career. NASCAR season moving along. They travel to Texas next week. Softball, the Mizzou Lady Tigers 36-20. and 20. They lose in the championship game to Arkansas, SEC championship. They beat Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee to get to the title game. Lady Tigers will move into the NCAA tournament now and play Missouri State in the first round on Friday afternoon. So Missouri State, the Lady Bears, 27-18. and 18. They beat Illinois State and UNI in the uh, a semifinal and championship of the Valley Conference Tournament. So that ought to be a great game on Friday. Illinois and Arizona are the other two teams in that regional in the softball uh, NCAA tournament. It's uh, moving into the final week of the regular season for Mizzou and MSU men in the baseball season. The Tigers are 26-22. and 22. They lost two of three to Florida over the weekend. They will be at Kansas tomorrow, the MSU Bears, 24-24 and 24 on the season. They won two of three over the weekend against Illinois State. They will finish off the regular season with a three-game series at Bradley this coming weekend. Cardinals are 19 and 15. They beat the Giants 15 to 6 yesterday to take two out of three in that series. Royals are 12 and 20 after winning two of three at Colorado. They won yesterday 8 to 7. As for the St. Louis Blues, they're gearing up for game one of their second round playoff series against Colorado. The Blues winning their first round series against the Minnesota Wild. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. And if you're not checking out Lake TV on Facebook, be sure to do that. Lake TV with about 40,000 Facebook followers. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family 
and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. All right, it's 837, and what a beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks, folks. I just can't get over 59 degrees here in uh, Osage Beach, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. I love it. I love it. I love it. Looking for a high today. uh, Last time I checked, around 80 degrees, and that is certainly not bad whatsoever. We'll take it uh, any day of the week, especially in July and August. Drop down to uh, 56 for the overnight low. Good night to uh, maybe open up the windows if you haven't already done it. 79 and uh, 65, the high and low for tomorrow with clouds. Partly cloudy on Wednesday, high 86, low 65. 87, partly cloudy on Thursday with a low 72. Showers and thunderstorms possible on uh, Friday afternoon, evening, high of 80, low 57. Isolated thunderstorms and a high of 70 on Saturday with a low of 48. 70 the high on Sunday with sunshine and 53. The forecast everybody is kind of concerned about is Memorial Day weekend here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And at this point, it looks like a standard fare. Not too bad at all, but some 70-degree weather to get us through uh, next week. But we're not even there yet, right? So why do we get all excited about it? Because we know it's going to change. But we had quite the gully washer go through uh, yesterday. Not bad, though. I mean, uh, typical weather for this time of year. If you were paying attention and prepared for it, then uh, probably not a whole lot in the way of any problems. It uh, did take some uh, branches and actually a couple of trees down, but there were no reports of any tornadoes, just some uh, severe weather, and uh, they were on top of it. Made sure everybody was aware of it. If you uh, subscribe to the... Uh, Camden County Emergency Management uh, alerts, then you probably received some of those yesterday. Looks like the severe weather started moving in uh, around Morgan County. They got it first, and then it uh, made its way into Camden County and then uh, on through the lake area. And yesterday afternoon, uh, well, actually yesterday morning, uh, I had to be over at the Blue Cat Tavern for a shoot for Lake TV and Joe drove through the brunt of this stuff and got there, and uh, we had a great time, by the way. you got to go check this place out. If you haven't been there, you live in uh, the lake area, Highway 5 to 7 there in Greenview. Follow it, uh, oh, it's about maybe 10 miles or so. On the uh, right-hand side of the road, across from J Highway, and you take that uh, down Irontown Road and about a mile and a half or so on the left-hand side of the road, come around a corner, and boom, there it is. Good food, cold drinks, cool folks, lots of cool people working there. Well, uh, Chef Jen and uh, one of their bartenders, Laura, that uh, hung out with us while we were doing the shoot. I got to do a KB in the Kitchen with Chef Jen. We'll be featuring their... Uh, uh, their great burger, their signature burger, if you will, the all-night burger. Oh, how can you how can you mess up something like a burger with? Uh, it's got hash brown on it. It's got bacon on it. It's got an egg on that. Some American cheese. A half-pound burger on a nice bun with whatever you want there. Lettuce, 
tomato, onion, whatever you care for. But it was great, man. Get a little side with that bad boy, maybe a cold beer, and you're all set. 841 is our time. 841. What else is going on around the area? I know that uh, we've got uh, some fun stuff coming up uh, here with uh, Memorial Day weekend, and everybody's getting set for that. But uh, today is National Mimosa Day. You would think Sunday would be a more of a mimosa day, right? Today is National Barbecue Day, and I will not uh, disappoint. I've already got some things. We we were actually going to uh, do a little queuing yesterday, and it would have been perfect weather for it. It's going to be perfect weather for it today. But uh, our washer decided to... Uh, <laughs> our washer decided to go nutso on Saturday. I used it, got all the stuff done that I needed to get done, uh, some blankets, some clothes, a few other things. And then as soon as my wife went down and put some of her stuff in there, it decided to uh, throw a rod in its little washer brain. And so we ended up going to the laundromat yesterday. And rather than uh, getting time to queue, I had to work. And, and I told Tina, I said, you know, don't do all that stuff. That don't lug all that stuff up there by yourself. So we went to the laundromat yesterday. Hadn't We haven't been to the laundromat. I, 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 can you remember the last time you were at the laundromat? Well, I certainly can't remember the last time I was at the laundromat. But there's a bit of a learning curve there. You know, you have to remember how to do all that stuff. <laughs> and the signage in a laundromat, that's what really gets me. You know, you would see the normal signs like not responsible for, you know, anything that happens to your clothes. But they have got signs for everything, everything. Because I guess in this day and age, when you've got people who are just lawsuit happy, you know, their kid falls down in the laundromat and they want to sue somebody or, you know, they leave to, I don't know, go get something to eat and come back and their clothes are gone. Well, that's the laundromat's fault. No, no. That's your fault for leaving your clothes unattended. And if you leave them there all day, but uh, it wasn't bad. We got in, got out, got everything done that we needed to do. Today is uh, National Biographer's Day. National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. National Honor. Uh, let's see here. I'm sorry. National Love a Tree Day. National Piercing Day. How about uh, <laughs> National Sea Monkey Day? Remember the sea monkeys? You buy the sea monkeys, and they uh, were a little like brine shrimp or something. Oh, they're sea monkeys. And you saw the comic book ad, and you just had to have some sea monkeys. And you get the sea monkeys, and you do everything you're supposed to do. Yes, I ordered sea monkeys. But National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. Maybe just leaving your neighbor the heck alone. That would be a great thing. <laughs> you don't have anything to do. Don't bother your neighbor. Your neighbor will appreciate it greatly. I don't know. What would you do for your neighbor? Something nice for your neighbor? Cut their grass um, if they needed it. Take them some fresh-baked cookies. 
what else would you do? Maybe invite them over uh, because today is National Barbecue Day and, you know, throw a, an extra chicken leg on the barbie or something like that to, to just be just be nice. Just be a good neighbor. But I would say, you know, leave your leave your neighbor alone, and that might just be something that uh, your neighbor would thoroughly appreciate. It is 845, so uh, your take on the legislative session this year up in Jefferson City. How do you think our legislators did? Well, we talked to Bev Allen from Concerned Women for America of Missouri on Friday, and Bev was uh, a little upset about how things played out. She said that a lot of the things that she felt that they should have accomplished, they didn't accomplish. And so I guess we wait for next year. The big thing now, though, obviously, is preparing for uh, upcoming elections, especially what's going on in August. And that's what a lot of people are looking at. There will be ballot issues. There will be... Uh, things here locally, there will be things statewide, there will be uh, some national things on the agenda as well. Where do you sit with all of this right now? Do you feel like we're going in the right direction? Do you feel that uh, some changes need to be made? And I don't care what level you're looking at. If you're looking at the local level, if you're looking at the state level, if you're looking at the uh, federal level. What do you think? What do you think needs to be done? And and it seems to me as though everybody really rallies around the local political scene. Because if we can control our politics locally, then sometimes we don't necessarily always have to worry about what's going on as far as the state is concerned, and certainly on the federal level. And local control is probably the big one right now. A lot at stake, as we will find out. Prosecutors, judges, presiding commissioners, all on the radar of the citizens that live in Camden County and surrounding counties have their elections as well. But we know that uh, it is going to be interesting, to say the least. And we hope to have the opportunity to bring some more of those folks to your ears and give you an opportunity to hear from them, maybe even talk to them a little bit. I mean, we do have a phone uh, in the studio, a phone line, 573-633-5395, that uh, does work, and you can call any time. I like the fact that, uh, and, and I haven't had a chance to do this, but I certainly would like to, and maybe you've done it and can tell us about your experience. Missouri State Penitentiary remains a key tourist attraction. This from KOMU.com. As summer approaches, people are starting to think about places and activities close to home where they can experience quality time and enjoyment. The Missouri State Penitentiary located in the capital has transformed from a a despairing prison to a prime attraction welcoming tourists of all ages for over a decade. Decommissioned in 2004 after Housing inmates for 168 years, the oldest continually operating security institution west of the Mississippi River. The Missouri State Penitentiary has offered both public and private tours since it first opened to the public in 2009. Alex Bobbitt, well, there's a name we haven't heard for a while, 
the uh, communications, I mean the last name, the communications and film manager with the Jefferson City Convention and Visitor Bureau said that the reason for making the prison into a tourism site involved the city's wishes to keep it from falling apart. Instead of letting it sit and deteriorate, we decided to do something with it. So that's how the tours were formed. The state of Missouri still owns the historic site, and the Jefferson City Convention and Visitors Bureau currently runs it as the capital city benefits greatly from its appeal. People coming from all around the country and international visitors have toured the famous prison. Larry Neal, a longtime worker and current tour guide for the institution, believes that it's one of the biggest attractions in the entire state. Having thousands of people come into the city and see the prison has to be very good for the economy. Although the tourism spot has seen encouraging success for a while, it encountered unfortunate circumstances which caused adversity in the past three years. In 2019, a tornado swept through and left damage around the penitentiary. It ripped apart and demolished housing units, uh, housing unit roofs, broke windows and knocked down walls. One year later, the coronavirus outbreak happened, which slowed operations down and affected the amount of visitors that the uh, prison museum received. Its recovery was possible due to perseverance and the continued outside curiosity possessed, according to Larry Neal. Because of the interest of people in the penitentiary, there were still so many people coming that we still had funds to uh, at least begin to try to put it back together. It uh, once uh, was once dubbed by Time Magazine as the bloodiest 47 acres in America. Wow. Something else of historic value, folks, that I wonder if you know about is the Swinging Bridge in Brumley. Now, Friday night we were down at Hot Summer Nights on the Bagnell Dam Strip, and I ran into a lady. Her name is Kathy Jeffries, and Kathy... She had uh, a little tent set up there with some shirts and sweatshirts and some prints. And I got talking to her about uh, the effort being made by these folks to save the swinging bridge in Camden County. I guess it is currently closed down. Uh, I guess they will open it up in uh, rare emergencies. But for the most part, it has been closed down, and it doesn't look like uh, they're trying to do a lot about it right now. However, this group has made an appeal to uh, Miller County and asked for some ARPA funds, and I guess they've earmarked some ARPA funds to the tune of about $150,000. But this uh, organization has a little work to do before they can obtain that money. And it has uh, it has to do with raising their own funds. Uh, and from what I understand, from what I understand, they have to secure somewhere in the neighborhood of $125,000 in order to make this thing happen. So if you uh, get the opportunity, they would certainly love love some help. The website is SaveTheHistoricBrumleySwingingBridge.com, or if you type in Brumley 
bridge.com. You can get there. Save the historic Brumley Swinging Bridge.com, also known as the Grand Auglaise Bridge. Um, goes on to say here in August of 2018, it was brought to the attention of the local residents that the Grand Auglaise Bridge, historic swinging bridge located near Brumley, Missouri, was built uh, back around 1930, 1931, was in danger of closing down due to an inspection conducted uh, by this firm out of Quincy, Illinois. According to this inspection, the historic bridge was considered to be in poor condition. A five-ton weight limit was due, reduced to a three-ton weight limit in 2017. Soon this grassroots campaign got underway to save the historical Brumley Swinging Bridge by the local residents in the area. First on the agenda was to get the bridge listed on the National Registry of Historic Places, which was successfully accomplished. Uh, on October 8, 2020, in January of 2021, a new inspection was conducted by MoDOT, which resulted in the permanent closure of this historic bridge, which spans the Grand Auglaise Creek, a tributary of the Lake of the Ozarks. In February of 2021, the grassroots campaign officially became a grassroots organization, Save the Historical Brumley Swinging Bridge. We'll continue to strive forward on our mission, it says here, to restore and repair the historic bridge through grants and donations. A lot of different things uh, on the website. Of course, uh, I believe, let's see here. Uh, there's a gentleman out of South St. Louis that is the webmaster, and I met him as well on uh, Friday night. He drives down from South County and uh, attends all of their meetings. They've got various things on fundraising, uh, on the media. And I will tell you this much, that uh, Key Radio is going to be one of the media partners to help get the word out about what it is they're doing. And we are very proud to have the opportunity to be a part of this program. Um, again, there are several bridges now in the area that folks are talking about as far as trying to get funding, whether it's grants, whether it's donations, whatever these folks are talking about here. But I will tell you that this is uh, certainly... Uh, a big job for these folks. Lots of work ahead. And I didn't have a chance to talk to them about things like uh, deadlines. They've got another meeting coming up on May 19th. So today is the 16th. So I believe that would be, what, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. And uh, for as many stories as I've heard about people going out to the Swinging Bridge out there around Brumley, I would think that a lot of people would want to jump on board. And if you're not familiar with where the bridge is, if you go to the website, save the historic Bromley swinging bridge.com. It says you, uh, go to cave pumpkin patch, Mo into your Google maps, travel about travel, about to half a mile west and cross a single-lane suspension bridge. Travel 
a short distance to the first right turn, and you will see the bridge up the road. And it has kind of a layout. It's also got some coordinates to enter into your GPS. But this is uh, a piece of history here at the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, like so many things. And we would like to keep it around. We would like to see if they can't do something to preserve it, to obviously save it and uh, maintain it. And like everything else, folks, it costs money. And that's the one thing because it doesn't fall into the top ten as far as a list of priorities for a lot of people. But these folks are still very uh, actively working to save it. And I'm sure there's probably some people that are listening this morning that uh, have some memories regarding the historic swinging bridge in Brumley. It is 8.58. Coming up, we've got uh, our good friend and the chief of Mid-County Fire Protection District, Scott Franzen, coming in in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. Yeah, we're going to talk about a variety of different things, how they're doing as far as manpower, uh, some things that you need to keep in mind around this time of year. Burning probably being the biggest. The biggest issue that you need to keep in mind is burning. And then, of course, Doug Beck, who I had some time to work with uh, last week. We did a feature on uh, Lake TV about life jackets. Doug is the co-chair of the Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council. And so we had all kinds of life jackets, and Doug was talking about uh, life jackets and some things that you need to keep in mind regarding life jackets. And I I tell you what, while a lot of people just, uh, do I have to wear a life jacket? Do I have to wear a life jacket? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Especially if you're not a strong swimmer, especially if you've got little ones, whether it's on a boat or around your dock. And uh, there are kids, I believe it's the seven and under, that are required to have a life jacket on anytime they're around the water at all times. And a little reminders like some of the signs that they have reminding folks about the life jacket zone. It is just about 9 o'clock, and with that being said, it is time for us to uh, move ahead and get you some information, some top-of-the-hour information, as a matter of fact, as it is officially 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Stacy Johnson standing by with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider also joining us as part of the cast with a look at sports. And then we'll get into our 9 o'clock hour with our guests right here on The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key. Business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, May 16th. Recreational marijuana could be on the Missouri ballot if a citizen's initiative petition is successful. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. And for the hundreds of thousands of Missourians charged with nonviolent marijuana offenses, it would automatically expunge their criminal records. More information on the proposed amendment at lakeexpo.com. 
Local deputies and police were on the scene at Hawk's Nest Lodge for a drug bust that has led to the recovery of a large amount of stolen property. It started with a traffic stop in Osage Beach that led police to dogs finding drugs in a vehicle. Camden County deputies were led to the lodge where the suspect was staying. Inside the motel room, deputies discovered additional controlled substances, drug-related items, and what appeared to be a large number of stolen goods. Deputies are still coordinating to determine where the stolen goods came from. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Kurt Busch picking up the win at Kansas yesterday. Nosing past leader Kyle Larson. He gets the win by about one and a half seconds. Kurt Busch's first win at Kansas, first win of the season, and 34th win of his career. NASCAR season moving along. They travel to Texas next week. Softball, the Mizzou Lady Tigers, 36-20. and 20. They lose in the championship game to Arkansas, SEC championship. They beat Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee to get to the title game. Lady Tigers will move into the NCAA tournament now and play Missouri State in the first round on Friday afternoon. So Missouri State, the Lady Bears, 27-18. and 18. They beat Illinois State and UNI in the uh, uh, semifinal and championship of the Valley Conference Tournament. So that ought to be a great game on Friday. Illinois and Arizona are the other two teams in that regional in the softball uh, NCAA tournament. It's uh, moving into the final week of the regular season for Mizzou and MSU men in the baseball season. The Tigers are 26-22. and 22. They lost two of three to Florida over the weekend. They will be at Kansas tomorrow, the MSU Bears, 24-24 and 24 on the season. They won two of three over the weekend against Illinois State. They will finish off the regular season with a three-game series at Bradley this coming weekend. Cardinals are 19-15. and 15. They beat the Giants 15-6 to 6 yesterday to take two out of three in that series. Royals are 12-20 and 20 after winning two of three at Colorado. They won yesterday 8-7. to 7. As for the St. Louis Blues, they're gearing up for game one of their second-round playoff series against Colorado. The Blues winning their first-round series against the Minnesota Wild. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. And if you're not checking out Lake TV on Facebook, be sure to do that. Lake TV with about 40,000 Facebook followers. 
You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 908. Welcome back. Hour number two of The Daily Show here on Key Radio. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about uh, how they can get a hold of us. Certainly they can listen at 89.3. You can also uh, uh, go to the website, keyradio.live, keyradio, all one word, dot live. We've got uh, free apps for your Android phone, for your iPhone. All you do is go to whatever store that suits you. If it's the Google Store or if it's the App Store, type in K-E-Y-K. I'm sorry, Key Radio K-E-Y-K. Key Radio K-E-Y-K. The app is absolutely free, and uh, you're off and running and good to go. Up to 59 degrees now here in beautiful downtown Osage Beach where it is, uh, you know, 
Another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Glad to have the opportunity to share it with you, and we appreciate you taking some time to join us as we're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Got a weather forecast that's looking pretty good for you today as well. Plenty of sunshine, high 80. We'll drop down to 56 for the overnight low tonight, uh, so some good sleeping weather. You might want to just open up the windows, give your air conditioner a break if you've already been using it. 78 and cloudy tomorrow. Partly cloudy and 85 on Wednesday. Partly cloudy and 87 on Thursday. Showers and thunderstorms a possibility on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Isolated thunderstorms, 69 for the high on Saturday. Looks like a good day to just uh, maybe stay in and make a pot of comfort food. Who thought you'd be doing something like that uh, in May? Sunny and 70 on Sunday. And again, right now we've got a clear sky, 59 degrees, lots of stuff going on, getting ready for another busy season at the Lake of the Ozarks. And normally when that happens, everybody has to prepare, and that includes the folks with the local fire protection district. 658.76, the current lake level, 567.89, the river level, and that uh, discharge rate, yep, they're still going like gangbusters to uh, make way for some more rain coming up here, which uh, moved through the area yesterday. Joining me in the studio, it's been a while since we've had him on the air. We haven't had him on the air here at Key Radio, but uh, he and I haven't talked for a while. Uh, and that is the one and only fire chief of the Mid-County Fire Protection District, Scott Friends. And how you doing, Scott? Doing good, KB. Glad to be here. Glad to have you with us here this morning, man. It's good to see you again. And so on a day like today, when most people are excited about the weather, you guys are probably uh, keeping your eyes and ears open because uh, a lot of people would uh, look at uh, the conditions today and say, it's a good day to burn stuff. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it probably is. Unfortunately, now because of all the rain that we've had, mm-hmm. you know, things have greened up. That usually is the, the determining factor in when our brush fire season ends, or when we're, you know, we'll still have the occasional. Uh, we just had one last week where a gentleman was just burning leaves, and it it got away from him and burned his shed up a little bit. Whoops! We got that taken care of. Yeah. Well, as much as you try to emphasize and impress on people the importance of uh, checking the weather forecast and, of course, more importantly, checking with your local fire protection district because they'll tell you yay or nay when it comes to burning. And and I guess it's, uh, what, just a simple phone call, isn't it? It is. Um, Our number is uh, obviously Mm 573-346-3262, and it's an automated system. It just says whether you can or can't burn. If you can, all you have to do is leave your last name and your address, and you're good to go. It's like uh, you get your burn burn permit right there over the phone. Yep. Doesn't cost you No time. cost. Yeah, there's no cost to it. It's just a, it's just basically uh, we receive uh, notifications every morning from the National Weather Service. It's called the Fire Weather Forecast. Mm-hmm. And we look at that, and that what what's what we use to determine whether or not we're going to allow burning that day. And typically, if the winds are above 10, 12 miles an hour and humidity drops below 30%, those are our key factors for stopping burning. But, uh, you know, obviously we understand, you know, that people need to burn and, and you know, we appreciate that. And we try to leave as many days as we possibly can. But one of the other factors we have, obviously, is we have a very large fire district. We cover over a third of the county. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this happens frequently. You know, we'll be having fairly high winds in the southern part of the fire district, and it'll be relatively calm in the north part of the district. And a lot of folks don't understand how come we're not allowing burning. But unfortunately, we have a we use the weather forecast, and that's what we use to determine it. Yeah. 
it would seem like uh, pretty much no-brainer, as they say, in some cases. But uh, uh, how has the uh, season been so far uh, as far as Mid-County is concerned? Have you been handling a lot of these brush fires? Earlier in the year, and uh, actually in the February and early March, right. uh, we, we ran a lot. And we, had, and we had some fairly substantial brush fires. Uh, probably the, the largest one this year, we had one large, very large one at the tail end of last year. But was out in the High Point Road area, and, and it was just an, uh, a really bad day to be burning. And that fire, the wind, the wind conditions were so erratic. You know, the fire would be going one direction, and two minutes later be going a different direction. And we actually had a couple of our crews overrun. Uh, they managed, did manage to hold their position and did save a very large home. Uh, but we ended up calling the ambulance out and have them transported or uh, checked out. We did have one of our firefighters transported that was using a leaf blower and mm-hmm. fell in a very large hole and messed his knee up. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it took us pretty much all day, and we used some mutual aid resources. And Plus, we were having other fires. So, you know, it's... And, and not to try to make people feel bad or feel guilty, uh, but sometimes when you attempt to do certain things, and, and two things come to mind, uh, brush fires is one of them, and then the other one is crossing... Uh, you know, trying to get through a low water crossing. And, you know, they say, turn around, don't drown. <clears throat> well, it doesn't look like it's really anything that's going to cause any problems. So somebody goes over the low water crossing, the water gets a hold of them. Uh, you know, I've had a number of different uh, people in your profession tell me that those tires act like almost like pontoons. They're full of air. And they're full of air. And so they, all it takes is, what, about six inches? Well, sometimes less than that, if, wow. you know, the speed, uh, you know, going over the concrete. Uh, you know, typically what happens, especially with our low water crossings, is there's usually some quantity of water flowing over them at some point during out the year, throughout the year, mm-hmm. and they get algae and like that and stuff, so they're slick already. Yeah, yeah. Then you drive out on them with running water, and, yeah, your, your car's gone. Well, we want to prevent that from happening, so you just can't stress enough to people, hey, listen, these folks are telling you this for a good reason, and number one, uh, it's because they don't want you to end up in a situation that could be life-threatening. Uh, but number two, they really don't want to have to come out and be put in that same situation because, as Scott mentioned, uh, one of the firefighters that uh, messed up his knee simply doing something where if someone had uh, thought twice, three times, four times, ten times, whatever, maybe that fire wouldn't have been an issue, and then maybe... Uh, Things would have been just a little bit different. So when they ask you not to burn or they ask you not to uh, try to drive across a low-water crossing, maybe it's uh, just a good idea to listen. You would think. You would think. And, you know, back on the low-water crossings, there's there's probably not very many more dangerous situations we have to put our people into is when they have to go out into that extremely rapid water yeah. uh, with ropes and to, to rescue people. Uh, fortunately, we have not had to do that yet this year during this rainy season. I know down in, uh, around the Springfield area, they've had s- numerous uh, low-water rescues. Uh, you know, the fortunate thing is, is in our area at least, uh, there's usually always an alternate route. And if it may take you an extra 15, 20 minutes to take the alternate route, but it's, boy, it's worth it, you know, to, to save your life and, and so that we don't have to put our people in harm's way to get somebody out of it. They're not trying to ruin your fun, folks. They're not trying to tell you that no. you can't go out or, you know, you want to burn things. Every, the conditions just need to be right. It's just that simple. 
three four six. What is it? Three six six two. Three two six two. Three two six two. Three two six two is the number to call. Let them know what you're uh, going to be doing. You know when you plan on burning. You can check the conditions, and then uh, if it's okay, you can just leave your last name and your address. That way, hopefully nothing happens. But if it does, uh, they know where to find you. We update that every morning. Right, right. Let's talk manpower. How is the uh, manpower situation? Because I know a large part of Mid County is volunteer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We still are primarily. We're we're, we're considered a combination fire department, but we're still uh, primarily volunteer. Uh, we have seven stations. Two of those are manned around the clock, which is our station one in Camdenton and our station two up in Greenview. And I don't know if it's the COVID pandemic, uh, what it is, but it's just so difficult to try to find people right now to, for the jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had openings uh, since probably the end of January that we haven't been able to fill. And we've been advertising and on Facebook. There's a... Uh, called i think it's uh missouri firefighter jobs facebook page mm-hmm. and and what i found obviously as i travel throughout the state is this is not unique to camdenton or camden county um, big fire departments columbia jefferson city kansas city uh, they're having the same problems it's just becoming more and more difficult to recruit right well uh and that's kind of a bad thing for the lake of the ozarks area because we're continuing to grow in in the size in terms of population. And, you know, you're talking about uh, they made the announcement that they've uh, got a big development coming uh, here in Camdenton behind Walmart, yep. uh, 2,000 acres. Yep, that's a, that is, and that is a lot of territory out in there. And, and you know, in our, with the amount of, you know, more people that we have down here in our area, we're also, our call loads just keep going up. We mm-hmm. set up, we just blew a record out of the water last year. I think we did 2,250 calls. That's seven a day that we're running. So, yeah, it's uh, having the people available is rather important. Well, and you can't as a uh, as a fire protection district or as firefighters in general, uh, <clears throat> they can't say, well, you know, we're going to just put a hold on everything as yeah. far as building and well, that development. Or, or let's, let's just close Friday, you know, and let's give everybody Friday off. <laughs> no, we, we, no, we can't do that. No, it's a, and it seems to be an ongoing problem between law enforcement and fire protection and first responders. It's it's getting tough, and, and I don't know what else you could possibly do. Have there been any suggestions made in terms of, of hiring? Because, uh, well, volunteers, they get just some money for gas, don't they? They do at, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very small amount. We're, we've looked at, I mean, we've tried so many things. You know, obviously back in, I think it was 2012 we started an intern program and that program just really was just hugely successful for us uh we've got i think obviously we're low we have the capability of up to, i think 12 interns and right now we're only got like two or three because they're getting hired so fast mm-hmm. but uh you know we we're always looking at trying to come up with new and innovative ways the, the latest thing is our training division chief rob odenwald um He's put together, I think, a really neat program. We started participating with a, there's a consortium of uh, several schools with a program called Go Caps. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's, you know, trades and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'll probably get this wrong, but it's Camdenton, Lebanon, Conway, Lakeway, Stoutland. I think there's 
maybe one more in there. And uh, we, they came to us last year and asked if we would let some of their students do job shadowing with us. Mm. And it was luck of the draw, I guess. They happened to be doing job shadowing when we were having the major brush fires. And some of those kids uh, came back, and you know they, their career path was set. That's, they, they said they really enjoyed it. So we're looking to expand that. Uh, Rob went. Rob and, and uh, the chief uh, Laplante from Sunrise Beach went down and met with this group at Lebanon a couple of weeks ago, and we're we're going to try to put some sort of, for lack of a better term, fire science class in this, or it'd be like a firefighter one and two, so we can actually start doing some firefighter training in the high school. Because, you know, obviously we have a lot of, you know, the high school is doing things to try to keep people in our area. So we're going to hopefully try to partner with them to try to also keep people in the area where you don't have to go out of, out of the area to find a firefighter job. Well, I certainly hope that works because uh, we can definitely use some more firefighters. Is the goal to try and get more full-time paid firefighters or are you still kind of struggling with that uh, as opposed to, you know, more volunteers? Or both. Both. Um, you know, obviously, you know, keeping our, uh, the slots, uh, we have 15 firefighter slots and, and keeping those full mm-hmm. is, is critically important because what happens when you have spots that are empty, you know, there again, you can't just, well, I'm going to close today. So then you have to start paying a lot, and we're a lot of overtime. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that, then it starts wearing people out. It's just a vicious circle. So, you know, having you know, the, a full workforce is, is critically important as is our volunteer. Uh, you know, volunteerism nationwide has just dwindled to almost nothing. And there's uh, many, many reasons for it. Uh, the economy, you know, people having to work more to make ends meet, uh, more family, uh, you know, oriented things. And, you know, people just like their time off. Yeah. And, you know, when you sign up to be a volunteer firefighter, you strap a pager on your belt and you're basically available 24-7. That is uh, got to uh, definitely got to be a, a difficult job for people. You uh, you know you folks are. It seems like everywhere. Last couple of times I've seen you, you've had uh, uh, some of the folks working over at the concerts because of the weather, the heat, mm-hmm. and uh, there needs to be somebody there to uh, to treat the people if uh, somebody ends up getting dehydrated or heat stroke or what have you. That's uh, certainly one of the things that. Uh, uh, they try to provide, and then that, uh, again, means manpower and finding the uh, folks to come do that. Exactly. And, and you know, one of the unique things about our industry is when you come to work, you absolutely have no idea what you're going to get yourself into that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, day no two days are the same. You know, uh, just last week, you know, we did two water rescues, you know, because of the flooding in the Niangua. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a plane incident at the airport. Uh, you know, and our firefighters have to be trained to deal with all these incidents. Now, obviously, you know, they're, those are relatively rare, but, you know, we had several fairly significant car accidents that we worked last week, and and I'm just talking in the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that goes on all the time. I, th- I think we've run, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I think we're, we're over 700 calls already for the year. Wow. So you're on track to uh, beat last year's record. It, yes. Yeah, I think we're about 60 or 70 runs up so far for the same period last year, hmm. if that continues, which it appears that it's going to. Right. There are multiple fire protection districts around the area, and you know I'm sure that if a situation requires more, uh, more manpower, more equipment, uh, other uh, agencies will step in and, and aid. 
uh, lend uh, lend a hand where they can. But then that means somebody's got to be watching your backs while you guys are doing whatever you're doing, wherever you're called to. We actually have, uh, you know, one of the things we are extremely blessed with in our area is a group of fire departments, either fire districts, uh, volunteer fire associations that really get along well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and uh, we train with several of the departments monthly. Uh, We have mutual aid training so that our firefighters become familiar with their equipment, their firefighters become familiar with our equipment, and it really shows when we're on scenes. But you're exactly right. When we have a big fire, we call help. Um, We have automatic aid uh, in ours if there's a house fire in the Camdenton area, for example. Osage Beach is automatically, they're dispatched the same time we are. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get there and say, uh-oh, this is a big fire, I need help. You know, it, we've found it's a lot easier to turn them around and wait too late to call them. On the north end, we have the same agreement with Sunrise Beach, and we do with them as well. When they have a fire, we automatically go. And then we have to backfill. And uh, so we do that all the time. There's fire trucks moving. Uh, you know, we'll, if Osage Beach has deployed all their resources, predominantly east of the bridge you know then we'll send one of our engines down to man their fire station and then we move our station to central so they're central to the district and we play this or you know we move this ouija board all day long and to make sure that that everything's covered what is uh requirement uh, or requirements i guess for being a volunteer a pulse <laughs> a pulse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, we are thinking about. Uh, we had a pretty successful cadet program several years ago, and because of budgets and and man hours, we we had to eliminate that, and we're thinking about bringing that back. But right now, it's 18 years old, high school graduate, or or GED, and you know we'll we'll provide the rest. Uh, we do have a, uh, you know, we do have a. Uh, if you're going to be doing an interior firefighting, we do have a physical agility test. Mm-hmm. But we also, there again, uh, because when you're a volunteer fire department, there's actually a job for about anybody. So we um, instituted a, a new division within the fire department several years ago, probably five, six years ago, called support operations. And what we found is we had some people in our community that really didn't have a desire to go run into a burning building anymore. Several of them are retired firefighters. You know, they've paid their dues. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do that anymore. So... Uh, but you know we're a rural water department most of the water we use when we fight fire we have to take with us that requires tanker drivers Uh, the engines that we're using require engineers so we develop support ops uh, and it's been a really successful program for us for those people that they don't have to go to all the interior firefighting and safety classes but you know they're they're our drivers there they take care of getting us water and drive our fire boats those types of things and it's been really really good and therein in lies another issue. Of course, we talk about everything that hang, happens on land. Uh, trip to the airport, uh, house fire, uh, somebody decides to uh, try to navigate a low-water crossing. And, oh, there's the Lake of the Ozarks, by the way, that big body of water out there. With a lot of boats. A lot of boats, yeah. Yes, and the lake obviously brings its own unique set of challenges mm-hmm. uh, to all of us uh, you know fortunately there again we're blessed with we have a pretty good cadre of fire boats now throughout the lake area uh, most departments have two we do osage beach lake ozark Graboys just put their second one in service rocky mount has one kaufman bend has one northwest has a fire boat so they're you know, we've tried to strategically pace them on the lake 
And when there's a major event, there again, they're all responding. When we had the uh, three houses on Y Road here a month or two ago, uh, both of our fireboats responded to that, and uh, one of them broke, and we're still waiting parts for parts for it. But uh, anyway, uh, there again, it's back to you know we get along very well, we work very well together, and you will, you know, we all step up to take care of the problem. And it, th- it seems to me at this point that you basically have to think on your feet. There's just, you know, with with everything that you're trying to do to combat the situation of a lack of bodies, a lack of whether it's volunteers or paid firefighters or whatever, you're always having to come up with something to, uh, to fill a void, to fill a gap, whether it's uh, bringing in people who don't necessarily want to you know, run into the burning building, but are still willing to, uh, you know, drive a tanker truck. You're, you're on the other end with uh, the youngsters, job shadowing and cadet programs and internships. How do you sleep at night? Sometimes I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the you know, and I'm the, uh, for lack of a better term, dinosaur in the area. Uh, this is year 51 for me in this business. Wow. All of it in this area. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised. Uh, I've been a chief at Lake Ozark, Camden, and I've been at Mid-County since 2008. And every day there's a new challenge. Right. I mean, you know, we do see a lot of similar things, but they're all, every day there seems like they've uh, come up with something new and innovative. And you're right, having to make sure the staff is ready. Uh, that's the job of our training department. They do a, an outstanding job. And, you know, our, our shift commanders, you know, they're – always looking out for the welfare of their people and making sure they're not getting overheated you know that they're you know if we have a call involving you know especially if we have something involving children that just tears us up you know we do have peer counseling and things like that that you know so there's all there's a lot of moving parts well thank you and to the men and women who work all over the lake area throughout the state throughout the country that do this job it can be a very uh thankless selfless job but uh, you know uh, these folks really they answer the call and uh, thank god you're here because uh, we don't know what we would do without you they're ready to put themselves on the line every day of the week for for the uh, people in our community and i am absolutely blessed with uh, the people that work for me that's mid-county fire protection district chief scott franzen great to see you again scott thanks for hanging out good to see you Let's take a moment to get updated on information with, well, of course, LakeExpo.com, Stacy Johnson, Lake TV, and Chris Schneider. And then we're going to talk things over with Doug Beck, who's the co-chair of the Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council. Some things that they've got coming up you might be interested in. We've got it for you right here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, May 16th. Recreational marijuana could be on the Missouri ballot if a citizen's initiative petition is successful. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. And for the hundreds of thousands of Missourians charged with nonviolent marijuana offenses, it would automatically expunge their criminal records. More information on the proposed amendment at lakeexpo.com. Local deputies and police were on the scene at Hawk's Nest Lodge for a drug bust that has led to the recovery of a large amount of stolen property. 
It started with a traffic stop in Osage Beach that led police to dogs finding drugs in a vehicle. Camden County deputies were led to the lodge where the suspect was staying. Inside the motel room, deputies discovered additional controlled substances, drug-related items, and what appeared to be a large number of stolen goods. Deputies are still coordinating to determine where the stolen goods came from. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories, from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that, yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Kurt Busch picking up the win at Kansas yesterday. Nosing past leader Kyle Larson. He gets the win by about one and a half seconds. Kurt Busch's first win at Kansas. First win of the season and 34th win of his career. NASCAR season moving along. They travel to Texas next week. Softball, the Mizzou Lady Tigers 36-20. and 20. They lose in the championship game to Arkansas, SEC championship. They beat Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee to get to the title game. Lady Tigers will move into the NCAA tournament now and play Missouri State in the first round on Friday afternoon. So Missouri State, the Lady Bears, 27-18. and 18. They beat Illinois State and UNI in the uh, a semifinal and championship of the Valley Conference Tournament. So that ought to be a great game on Friday. Illinois and Arizona are the other two teams in that regional in the softball uh, NCAA tournament. It's uh, moving into the final week of the regular season for Mizzou and MSU men in the baseball season. The Tigers are 26-22. and 22. They lost two of three to Florida over the weekend. They will be at Kansas tomorrow, the MSU Bears, 24-24 and 24 on the season. They won two of three over the weekend against Illinois State. They will finish off the regular season with a three-game series at Bradley this coming weekend. Cardinals are 19-15. and 15. They beat the Giants 15-6 to 6 yesterday to take two out of three in that series. Royals are 12-20 and 20 after winning two of three at Colorado. They won yesterday 8-7. As for the St. Louis Blues, they're gearing up for game one of their second-round playoff series against Colorado. The Blues winning their first-round series against the Minnesota Wild. 
Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. And if you're not checking out Lake TV on Facebook, be sure to do that. Lake TV with about 40,000 Facebook followers. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio. 89.3 FM. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. So great to be back on a beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. You know, uh, people complained about, oh, it's Monday. I don't like Mondays. Mondays are so tough. Well, what's not to like about the weather on this particular Monday? The 16th day of May 2022, 64 degrees, 80 the expected high, 56 the low tonight. And, uh, you know, we'll warm up a little bit as we progress through the week, 78 tomorrow, and a low of 64 with some clouds, partly cloudy and 85 Wednesday, partly cloudy and 87 on Thursday, some showers and thunderstorms possible afternoon, evening on Friday with a high of 80, and then uh, isolated thunderstorms, 69 the expected high on Saturday. Sunny and 70 on Sunday, so some great weather and really getting, uh, I would have to say, a little bit uh, more out of spring than maybe we anticipated. And as we head into Memorial Day weekend to the Lake of the Ozarks, at this point, not too terribly bad, but uh, we'll we'll wait for things uh, to roll around. However, uh, the 26th through the 31st, I will be... Out of the area. We're going to take a little time to uh, go get our marbles back in the bag and try to... Well, we're going to go somewhere else and be tourists this year and uh, see what they see what the other folks are like when, you know, you go into a tourist community and see if they are as welcoming as people here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. 9.39 is our time. Doug Beck joining us. Doug is the co-chair of the Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council. And they have a lot of good stuff uh, coming up here, uh, especially within the uh, next week or so, next few days. You'll be hearing more about some of the things that they've got planned and lined up. And as far as things go, uh, certainly just some good information to pass along about water safety. Because here it is, again, another beautiful season at the Lake of the Ozarks. Everybody wants to come down. Everybody wants to hang out. Everybody wants to have fun on the water. But uh, there are some things that you need to keep in mind. 
just uh, and and you and I and thank you very much for being here today number one uh, but we made a TV star out of Doug last uh, week he and I did a feature for Lake TV where we were uh, talking about various uh, uh, life jackets personal flotation devices uh, you name it and just some things uh, that are you know when you're getting ready for the season and you're you know tuning up the motor and you're getting everything all where it needs to be as far as maintenance on the boat. A little life jacket maintenance is not a bad idea. Uh, bad idea either. What do you think? Oh no, that's right. And, you know, I'm surprised I didn't break the camera. We did pretty good on you that. You did a fine job, man. You did great. <laughs> the uh, life jacket maintenance. Um, a lot of people don't stop and think about it because many times we'll have life jackets on the boat, mm-hmm. uh, or you'll have it hanging around in a closet or something like this. And you drag it out each year. You know, when the season starts, and you don't think much of it until you put it on. Really what you should be looking at is looking for worn areas, things that are torn. Mm -hmm. Maybe the zipper doesn't work anymore. Um, Maybe because you kind of were laying around during the winter, you gained a little bit of weight, or you may have lost a little bit of weight, and that life jacket didn't fit or doesn't fit quite properly. Uh, So you need to make sure you adjust that that is uh, able to be wearing it. The other thing is maybe you've got an auto-inflatable life jacket, one of those, and... uh, Good idea. Refresh the cartridge in it, the CO2 cartridge on it. And uh, another way to test those are they have a little blow-up straw in every single one of them. Uh, And uh, what you do, you can manually inflate it by just breathing through the straw, just like you would like if you were on an airplane. And uh, you inflate it and make sure there's no leak, air leaks coming from it. Because if that fails, that type of one fails, then you're going to be underwater and and uh, not not doing quite well. No, faster than you know. Yeah, it faster sinks. Than you know, that's the one thing about it. I think in an emergency situation, <clears throat> for those <clears throat> who don't train for that sort of thing, uh, like my my last guest uh, Scott Franzen and the folks that work at all the fire protection districts, they're constantly training, they're constantly updating their training, they're having to do, uh, you know, continuing education, all of that sort of thing. But as a member of the general public, you want to come down, you want to go out on the lake, you have an issue, do you know what to do? Can you react fast enough? Are you going to freeze up? Well, one of the ways to prevent issues from happening or at least preventing people from uh, losing their lives is to make sure that you take the time to wear the life jacket. And uh, you, you take the time to have the proper life jackets on board, the right size for the right people. Now, there are some rules and regulations when it comes to people and uh, especially little people like yeah. kids. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they first of all you want to make sure that you have enough life jackets on board for all the passengers that you have, okay? And have a variety of life jackets. Uh, you can get ones that are somewhat universal, but uh, children that are underneath the age of 7, mm-hmm. 7 or younger, they must have a life jacket on. Uh and uh that's just really just good common sense uh, uh and I don't know how many times I've heard it. Oh, my kid can swim, you know. Uh, the law is seven, okay, a seven age or younger. Um, if you're you're an adult, really, you should be wearing that life jacket as well. And and the main thing is uh, the Missouri law says it must be readily accessible. Readily accessible means that it is out in the open and you can get it on quickly. It's not in a zipper bag. It's still not wrapped up in the plastic with the price tag on it and mm-hmm. all this. It means that it is already fitted to you before you get on on board and, and taking off. It has to be done. 
um, they've done studies. Uh, the Coast Guard and some other facilities have done studies on this, and um, they've actually sank a boat with people in it. And they said, okay, you got so many seconds to get, get the boat on, literally seconds. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're floundering in the water by the time that boat is, is under. Uh, so that's that's something to consider. How fast can you move? Or maybe like an old Bill Cosby thing was, how long can you tread water? And you really need to be wearing that life jacket uh, in order to uh, in order to save yourself and save others. Boats float, but not when they have a big hole in them. Or you know, there's uh, other issues that are happening. Certainly, a fire on board a boat where you have to evacuate that boat in a hurry. You don't have time to mess around. No, you don't. And that's and and we do have. Golly, uh, we probably have four to five fire boat fires a year here, constantly to various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fiberglass burns now. It, it's not a slow thing. It it burns quickly. And plus, when you think about it, uh, even like your little tritunes uh, uh, that have maybe sixty to seventy gallons on board of a tank of gas uh, what are you driving you're driving a bomb mm. and uh, and yeah you've got fire extinguishers on board but uh, i'll guarantee you there's no swinging way you're going to get that fire extinguisher out and put the put that fire out before something happens so uh, get your life jacket on overboard you go distance yourself from the boat and take care of yourself a good captain, like uh, any situation, would want to make sure he gets all of his passengers off the boat safely and then having to uh, deal with whatever situation, if there's time. Again, time is of the essence when there is a boat that is sinking, when there is a boat that is on fire, and uh, lives can be easily lost if you just don't take the time. And it's so simple to take that time and prepare. And so you folks are going to kind of drive the point home a little bit coming up Friday. What's what's going on this Friday? Well, Friday, that's, hey, people can win a prize. You know, it's mm-hmm. wear your life jacket to work day on Friday. May is uh, water safety and boat safety month. Mm-hmm. Okay. In order to celebrate that on Friday the 20th here at Lake of the Ozarks and actually other, other places in Missouri, uh, we're having wear your life jacket to work day. Right. So what I want you to do is I want you to wear, uh, give us, send us a picture of you wearing your life jacket at work. Uh, send a picture uh, of your favorite pet wearing a life jacket. Uh, send us a picture of the of the group of friends and neighbors and workmates wearing your life jackets at wherever you are. Uh, send it to info at water safety council. Uh, dot com. <laughs> Sorry. Info at water safety, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, water safety com. That's info at uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, water safety dot com. And send it to that and uh, we'll select someone and get a uh, um, a prize to them. So it's info at Lake of the Ozarks, water safety dot com. Correct. Okay, very good. Yeah, I have Alzheimer's is, disease. I forget things. I, no, brother, I'm right there with you. Don't worry about it. And that's this Friday. And they've got some nice prizes, gift cards, and the like for people that uh, uh, they pick. If you're an individual or if you want to dress up your pet or if everybody at work wants to put on the life jacket and pose for it, you can do it. And it's a great way to drive home the point that, uh, oh, guess what? It's a good idea when you're on the water or around your dock, anywhere you're at, that, uh, that there's water. 
uh, to have on a life jacket. And you even have signs, right? Those signs that businesses and individuals can, can purchase, right? And they are life jacket safety zone signs. Right. Matter of fact, on May 4th, uh, we went up to the whole Water Safety Council. We went up to the state capitol, mm-hmm. and we had 130 or so of the representatives and senators, every single one of them. Uh, wore a life jacket, and there's some of the people are holding the signs. This is life jacket safety zone. So mm-hmm. they were already wearing their uh, life jacket to work day. Uh, they celebrated that for us, and uh, it's uh, it was quite an event. Um, but the you can purchase if you want not purchase, but you can get a uh, water safety. It's yellow and it's a triangle. It looks mm-hmm. like a caution sign, right. black and yellow, and it says uh, life jacket zone. And what this is, a friendly reminder for people when you go down on their, on their dock um, to wear a life jacket. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to the Camdenton Chamber uh, in, in, uh, in Camdenton, and uh, you can get one of those zones for a donation. Yeah, yeah. make a little donation, and the proceeds benefit Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council. Correct. And the work that you folks do. Probably not a bad idea to have one. Restaurants, uh, you know, individuals, personal uh, situations. If it's your home, uh, why not? Just a, a friendly reminder. It's it's uh, it's simple. It's easy, and uh, again, it uh, could very well save a life or lives. Yeah, you'll see a lot of the condo owners and a lot of various uh, restaurant area, lake area restaurants. They already mm-hmm. have them up, and and uh, it is a good reminder. It is. It certainly is. Also uh, coming up on May 21st, the following day, that's a Saturday. That's a Saturday. Starting at 8 o'clock, we're going to have our fifth annual uh, water safety seminar. Mm-hmm. And uh, what that is, that's, uh, you can come in and you can meet and greet, shake hands at 8 o'clock and have some donuts and coffee and talk with the United States Coast Guard. You can talk with the Missouri Department of Highway Division of the Water Patrol. And you can talk with the Auxiliary Coast Guard that's here. Um, and... Uh, and other individuals that have to do with water safety. And then we have a guest speaker that will be around about 9, 9.30, someplace in there, and he is Hunter Bland. Hunter Bland was a collegiate uh, fisherman. Uh, he's now a professional uh, bass fisherman. And he and his partner, when they were in a tournament, was traveling about 50 to 60 miles an hour down lake, and his hydraulics blew mm. on his boat. The boat flipped up in the air. He was wearing his life jacket and also an engine cutoff switch, and the uh, boat trapped him, knocked him unconscious, trapped him under the boat, and he's going to talk about how the life jacket and the engine cutoff switch saved his life and his partner's life. And when you're in a situation like that, boy, I'll tell you what, it, it, it all happened so fast. That's the thing about it. It all happened so fast. So... Uh, you hit something, and it makes a hole in the boat, and then the boat starts taking on water. You've got a boat fire, uh, and as you said earlier, you know, 60, 70 gallons of boat fuel. You're kind of driving uh, driving a bomb. Or you're just cruising down the lake. Everything's going, uh, as far as you can tell, just fine. And then your hydraulics blow, and, uh, I mean, that's just something that came right out of the blue, basically. You know, if, you, if you're on a boat, if I don't care what, who's, who you are, uh, Something's going to happen. There's mm-hmm. always going to be, because you're constantly doing maintenance and all that type of stuff, and things things happen. You have Murphy's Law out there, and uh, you need to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. You brought in some statistics with you, and we've got uh, about eight minutes left before we get to the top of the hour. 
Let's talk about some of the statistics that you have in front of you there. Okay. This is from the National Safe Boating Council, okay? And this is some just some things to bear in mind. Nearly uh, 650 people die each year during recreational boating activities. 79% of the boating deaths are due to drowning. 86% of the victims of that mm-hmm. aren't wearing life jackets. Uh, you're looking at two-thirds of the drowning cis, uh, people are good swimmers or were good swimmers. Seventy percent of the deaths occurred on boats where operators had no boating or safety instructions or lessons. Twenty-three uh, percent of the deaths were primary cause where alcohol was a leading factor. And 171 accidents, uh, at least one person was struck by the propeller. Uh, 35 lives are lost due to propeller strikes. And then one in three all boating injuries occur in boating operators over the age of 35. Mm -hmm. Um, What's really kind of interesting, people who drown, drown in open water, okay? A lot of people say, well, it should be in swimming pools or farm ponds, things like this. Uh, no, who drowns is the ones that are in open water, such as Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, eight out of every ten people who drown are usually 14 years or older in age. Okay, And 9% of the children, are 15 to 19-year-olds, drown in pools compared to 73% that drown in open water. So think about that. Uh, A lot of people say, well, I don't need to have a life jacket because I can swim. I'm a good swimmer. I'm a strong swimmer. Well, why do you drown in open water? Well, basically because you have limited visibility in lake. Lake water is mercury, and there can be hidden dangers such as logs, rocks, uneven surfaces, um, depth and distance and drop-off. You know the average depth of the lake here is 80 feet? Mm. You know, we it's not a gentle slope to go in the lake. It's now. Yeah. It, it just drops directly off. Pools typically have uh, depth markings in them so they know how deep it is. Remember, you got the two-foot, three-foot, four-foot things. Sure. Most lakes don't. You can't tell how deep it is. And it can be difficult to judge distance to the shore, to the open water. Uh, near shore, there may be a gradual slope, but in many instances, it's just a sudden drop-off. Mm-hmm. And plus, we have currents, uh, streams, creeks that can be fast-moving and really unpredictable. And then the other thing, open water, your water temperature in uh, in lakes and rivers are typically much colder. And so hypothermia can, can set in, and you have issues with that. And it can affect the person's ability to swim. Boy, you know, you hear a lot of instances about when uh, people go out and we have these tournaments on the lake and they're fishing. And, of course, you want that uh, kill switch band on so that if you fall out of the boat for some reason. uh, But uh, certainly you get uh, water in the clothes, makes the clothes heavier, makes it harder to, uh, to move. And if it's out during a time wet, uh, of course, it's a little colder. Yeah, that hypothermia, man. So they always tell you to, to, to pack an extra uh, set of clothes no matter what when you're fishing. Oh, absolutely. It, well, and uh, it's kind of a little sad statistic, but most of your fishermen that are doing bass fishermen or even your non-professionals, uh, most of them that get injured or drown because they stand up and they have to go to the bathroom off the mm. side of the boat and the boat gets rocked and they right. fall over. And guess what? They're not wearing a life jacket. So... Um, Wear, wear it. The uh, 
here's something that's kind of interesting that, you know, Missouri's known for boating, okay? We have a lot of water activities in the lake area and in the Midwest. In Missouri, there's 356 bodies of water, okay? And that's rivers and lakes and streams and so on. Mm-hmm. 100 of those are lakes. 256 of them are the rivers and other items. The largest and most populated is Lake of the Ozarks. So Lake of the Ozarks averages 8 to 10 million visitors annually. The lake itself is uh, has over 30,000 docks. Uh, we have an average of over 180,000 boats on weekends and holidays. And amongst those boaters are first-time boaters or boaters with limited experience and vacationers uh, that rent a local boat during their, during their visit. From 2017 through 2020, the number of boating-related instances for the state of Missouri totaled 1,670. Lake of the Ozarks contributed 854 boating-related instances. Guess what, friends? That's 50%. Yeah. We are responsible for over 50% of the boating-related incidences, accidents, deaths, boat fires, so on. Well, I guess maybe the lake is where that happens. It's not so much that we're the ones responsible. It's the well, people it's the, that are out there on that on, on, on the, the lake. lake. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. Well, it is uh, something definitely to keep in mind, folks, as we get ready for another great season at the lake. If there's one thing, and I've heard this plenty of times, it ruins uh, a good time for everybody. It's if there is an injury, and certainly if there is loss of life involved in uh, what could have been prevented in the first place, if you would have just taken a few extra minutes, made sure you had all the right life jackets for everybody on board, have them readily available. As Doug mentioned, uh, kids uh, seven years and under have to have a life jacket on, I guess, uh, not only in the boat, but, uh, around the dock as well. I, I really recommend going down on the dock where, wear a life yeah. jacket. I mean, uh, last year, unfortunately, there was two individuals that were on their dock and they may have had a medical condition, but they fell off their dock and, uh, they drowned. We have got uh, Wear Your Life Jacket to Work Day coming up this Friday, the 20th. If you would like to participate and uh, you might win yourself a prize, it's info at Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council.com. Then on Saturday, you've got the seminar out at uh, Margaritaville. Correct. And Paradise Room A. Paradise Room A. And it starts what time? It starts at 8 o'clock, and there will be various vendors there, well, for Marines and Marine dealers and so on will be there as too. So come out, take a look, and it's family-friendly. It's free, plenty of parking, and uh, show up at 8 o'clock and meet and greet. Doug Beck, always a pleasure, sir, and thank you for what you and the Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council does to uh, get the word out. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to do this thing again and get together tomorrow morning at about 8 o'clock in the 9 o'clock hour. We are going to have attorney Fozzie Simon back on with us. Fozzie and I talked once before, and uh, in uh, wrapping up our last conversation, I said, would you uh, be interested in doing something on red flag laws? We're going to touch on that and probably a few other things as well. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors every Monday through Friday from 8 until 10. It is The Daily Show right here on Key Radio, 66 degrees now. It is 89.3 KEYKO. This is Happy Headlines. I'm the host, David Beach, bringing you good news and heartwarming stories to help you make it through your day, even in the most bizarre of times. And here is today's story. 
Drive-in theaters are on the precipice of making a comeback, and there's one school that is taking full advantage of it. North Salem High School in New York. They're having their graduation at a drive-in theater. The Four Brothers Drive-In Theater, as a matter of fact. Ken Freeston is school superintendent in North Salem, New York. And he felt not having a graduation didn't feel right. So the faculty and senior class advisors put their heads together, and they knew that the six-foot-apart thing wasn't going to work for them, or a parade of graduates past the school, so they went even more unusual. About an hour north of the school, there was the drive-in. They drove to the site, loved it. Met with the owner, worked out some details, like school is going to handle the security, and a custodian is going to clean all the bathrooms. There's even a full refund if the state does something new and makes the plan illegal. The school opted to keep it all top secret, to keep other schools from stealing their idea, or worse yet, the venue. They made the announcement on YouTube with a clever skit and a song. And just to make sure it was very clear, the senior advisor stated it outright. North Salem High School graduation 2020 will take place at a drive-in theater on June 22nd. Everyone seems pretty excited about it. It's been a crazy end to everyone's school year, and this will help bring closure to many and a chance to see, at least at a distance, friends. The students are planning on decorating their car, throwing caps in the air, even if it's through the car's sunroof if need be, and the valedictorian speech is going to blare from the drive-in's 56-foot widescreen in high definition. And while North Salem's 103 graduates may not get to walk, North Salem High School principal Vince DeGrand will. He plans on using a robot retractable arm that extends at least six feet, designed by one of his old industrial arts teachers to hand out diplomas to each grad. And after the ceremony... They're showing a movie that kind of sums up how days have been going since this whole pandemic started. They'll be showing Groundhog's Day. That is a happy headline. I'm David Beach, and this is Happy Headlines. Thank you for listening. Stay happy, stay healthy, and find a way to make someone's day. 